Um, Judges 9, <clears throat> what caused um, people to rise against Abimelech? Um, Abimelech had been judged for uh, three years, and, uh, and then all of a sudden, Bible says in verse number 23 that God sent an evil spirit, and uh, it come on them. And, uh, and here it come. Uh, the, uh, the evil spirit had come on the men of Abimelech and, Sh- and the men of Shechem and split them. And so they would rise against Abimelech to take over, to get him out from being king. But evil king, uh, the evil people underneath of him. And uh, let's look at what happens. These men came against Abimelech. Abimelech, so what is his response to this? Let's read together in verse number 30. And let's look at, uh, let's look, read these verses, a couple verses together. And uh, we'll see here. The Bible says, And when Zubel, uh, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gael, the son of Ebed, uh, his anger was kindled. Gael was the one who led the charge against Abimelech. He was the one that was kind of rallying the troops and such and made some statements about Abimelech. And he sent messengers, verse 31, and he sent messengers unto Abimelech privately, uh, saying, Behold, Gael, the son of Ebed, and his brethren uh, become to Shechem, and behold, they fortify the city against thee. Now therefore, up by night, um, thou and the people that is with thee, and lie in wait in the field. And it shall be that in the morning, as, as, as soon as the sun is up, uh, thou shalt rise early and set upon the city. And behold, when he and the people that is with him come out against thee, thou mayest uh, thou do to them as thou shalt find occasion." And Abimelech rose up, and all the people that were with him, and by night, and they laid in wait against Shechem in four companies. And Gael the son of Ebed went out and stood in the entering of the gate of the city, and Abimelech rose up, and the people that were with him from lying in wait. And when Gael saw the people, he said unto Zubel, Behold, there come people down from the top of the mountains, and Zubel said unto him, Thou seest the shadow of the mountains as if they were men. Now, this Zubel, he kind of buys Abimelech a little extra time by getting uh, Gale to believe that he didn't see anything. He was seeing the men, the four companies of Abimelech, come down the mountain. Really, that's what he saw. But Zubel had said, No, 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 it's not really them. You're just seeing some shadows. Verse number 37, And Gael spake unto again, and said, See, there come people down by the middle of the land, and another company come along by the plain, uh, a, a word I can't, I don't know, I'm not for sure how it's pronounced. Then said Zubel unto him, Where is now thy mouth? I'm getting there, we're going to read in what takes place, what, what Abimelech does. Wherewith thou saidest, uh, Who is Abimelech, that we should serve him? Is not this the people that thou hast despised? Go out, I pray now, and fight with them. And Gael went out before the men of Shechem and fought with Abimelech. And Abimelech chased him, and he fled before him. And many were overthrown and wounded, even in the entering of the gate. So this fight is taking place. Men and women are dying. People are are running uh, for their life, if you will. And uh, verse number 41, And Abimelech dwelt at Argumah, 
And Zubel thrust out Gael and his brethren that they should not dwell in Shechem. And it came to pass on the morrow that the people went out into the field and they told Abimelech. And he told the people and divided them into three companies and laid in wait in the field and looked. And behold, the people were come forth out of the city. And he rose up against them and smote them. What a trap. What a, what a, what a design against the people of Shechem. And he smote them by laying in wait, by letting them come out of the city and, and then taking them. Verse number 44. And Abimelech and the company that was with him rushed forward and stood in and entering of the gate of the city and the two other companies ran upon all the people that were in the fields and slew them. Abimelech, man, he was wicked. He was evil. I know that these people were rising against him. I know these people uh, wanted to remove uh, Abimelech from power, but what a response to this uh, the rising against was to kill him and to kill all of them. He's not done. In verse number 45, and Abimelech fought against the city all that day. You know how tiring that was? You know how tired Abimelech must have been from fighting all that day? Taking a sword in your hand and swinging it and swinging it and swinging it and holding your shield and protecting yourself. Man, Abimelech had to have been tired and he took the city and slew the people that was therein, and beat down the city, and sowed it with salt. You know, one time, Brother Blackie was telling me about putting salt in uh, weed killer. I'm like, why would you put salt in weed killer? Uh, Brother Blackie, it's because it kills the grass, right? Why did, why did Abimelech... See, Abimelech was so wicked, he went through. and uh, See, I didn't even understand why Brother Blackie had told me that before, and I was like, okay, well, that's, that's neat. I, I, I'm not for sure why, you know. And then we had a couple more conversations about it, and I'm like, okay, no, I understand. And then I've been told that if, if salt water um, comes on grass, it will kill, right. it will kill the grass because of the salt. And so here comes Abimelech. He not only marches through the city, he marches to the city, he divides into four companies, he lies in wait, he begins to fight these people. They draw, they're able to get Zubel to draw them out of the city. They ambush them, they kill them, and they kill them, and they fight, 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 fight all day. And they go into the city of Shechem, and they continue to fight. But one thing I don't understand is that was Abimelech's family. Abimelech was from Shechem. These were his brothers. And so, yes, they had risen against him, but he went in there and just, and again, it kind of goes back to that story when he killed his brothers, his own flesh and blood. So killing a, the, the city was nothing to him. I, what Man, wickedness. And not only did he want to kill the city, but then he hurt the city by sowing salt in the field. He wanted to sow salt in the field. Um, in verse number 46, And when all the men of the tower of Shechem heard that they entered into a hold of the house of the god Bareth, and it, came, and it was told Abimelech that all the men of the tower, she, uh, tower of Shechem were gathered together. They were they gathered, I don't know, that, that was like their last fortified place, uh, if you will, and they had retreated to their last spot, and it was the tower. And then all these men had gathered in the tower of the city, locked the door and locked themselves in, protect, trying to protect themselves from Abimelech. And in verse 
of number 48. And Abimelech got him up to uh, Mount Zalman. He and all the people that were with him. And Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut down a bow from the trees and took it and laid it on his shoulder. Man, he was a strong feller. Take a tree, laid it on his shoulder and carried it and said unto the people that were with him, what ye, sh- what ye have seen, make do, make haste and do as I have done. Get you a tree, cut it down and follow me. Let's do it. And all the people cut down every man his, his bow and followed Abimelech and put them to the hold and set the hold on fire upon them so that all the men of the tower of Shechem died. Also about 1,000 men and women. For what? For what? Because someone questioned his authority. Do you really think that Abimelech had to kill every person in the city of Shechem? What wickedness that he would say, no, man, we got to kill everybody. They're fortified in this tower. God didn't tell him to do it. No, he wasn't doing on the authority of God. He sowed salt in their field. He killed all the people. And he said, guys, go get you a tree. And they lined up the trees and they lit it on fire. Do you remember Jonathan's... uh, at the beginning of chapter 9, we, we studied that Jotham's message where he gave a message to Abimelech about what was going to take place. In that message, Jotham told him about fire, that he, his, his reign basically would be done by fire. Look, this was the beginning of the end for Abimelech because Abimelech gets all high and mighty and he goes down to the next city and that's his end because he thinks that he needs to take out more people. Abimelech, there was no reason for him to do this. This was, this was wrong. This was wicked. It wasn't following the Lord's leadership in any way because the Lord wouldn't have him do this to his own people. His own people. I don't understand. Sometimes wickedness, I don't understand it. Well, I can't understand why, why God didn't kill him. He does. Well, just... I know, I know, but I mean, uh, before he... Uh, went through all that rigmarole. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, it's my opinion. I think that God puts people in. God allows people to be in leadership, and He, if they mess up, they do something stupid. It's on them. You know, and eventually they'll pay the cost. And Abimelech does. He pays the cost for being the way he does. I mean, and sometimes that's, you know, we get so upset about someone in leadership and, oh, look what they're doing. I mean, God has put them in that position and he's allowing them to be in that position. And eventually they'll have to pay for, the, for what they've done. And uh, God, God is still in control, uh, just like he was in this position, but he allowed that man to have free will, just like he lets me have free will. I mean, if I'm going to be stupid, he's going to let me be stupid. Yeah. And then I'll have to pay for it. You reap what you sow. And this is exactly what takes place with Abimelech. He reaps what he sows. And just in the next couple of verses that we'll read, but I I won't go there now, but he reaps exactly what he sowed to the men of Shechem and the women of Shechem. Any thoughts or any questions? What's good for the game? Sir? He got what was coming to him. 
He does. <laughs> he got he does. Coming to it. He does. And he killed all his brothers by, by stoning them. He got stoned. <laughs> Why do you think, what would cause the wickedness for him to be so wicked? What would cause someone to be of that nature to just, but man. His mother and dad were evil. probably on drugs. Well, Gideon wasn't on drugs. <laughs> Gideon was his daddy. Just a bad seed. Power, control. Yeah. Yeah. Money. You know, and he had people with him. He wasn't alone in this fight. He didn't go up there and kill all those people all by himself. He had he had men that were cutting down trees and taking them up there with him and killing people just with him. What power will do to some people will destroy them. It will. And give power to the wrong person. And it can hurt. It can hurt. It can hurt bad. Give power to the right person and it can help. Right. You know. The power in the wicked's hands, man, he'll turn everything wicked. Power in a righteous person's hand will turn things righteous. Because God ultimately gives us the free will to do. I can't. I can't make anybody do anything that they don't want to do. You know? I can't make Eddie. No, I'm just kidding. I can't make... Eddie I can't, can't make it. Eddie can't hardly... No, I'm just kidding. But, but you, you make your own decisions. You know, there's no one that makes that decision for you. You might be influenced by somebody, but ultimately that decision rests solely on you. Abimelech chose to do wrong. And, and he took a bunch of people with him. Yep. And killed a bunch of people. Any other thoughts or questions before we move on? I've had a lot of people say, I don't like reading the Bible because it's nothing but a bunch of bloodshed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the blood is the life. So a lot of people just don't like to read it because of the killing and all that stuff. They're just very shallow. Yes, sir. All right. Anybody else? Yep. All right. We'll go to the last, unless somebody's got something to say. Okay. <laughs> Abimelech. Yeah. Well, I think that that fear, that fear in a leader, you have an evil leader. He brings fear. And then people get in line because they fear what might would take place. Power and, and leadership will cause. But truly... Um, Power just allowed him to, because he was already that person. But power allowed him to be in control, you know. Amen. All right. Anything else? Any other questions? Comments? All right. Let's read um, the, la- the latter part. We see, the, we see number one. Uh, we see the source of the rise, the response to the rise, and the end of the rise. It's over. 
uh, there comes an end to Abimelech. In verse number 50, Then went Abimelech to Thebaz and encamped against Thebaz and took it. Man, I, again, it's one of those things that he just got power hungry. He took, he took Shechem and felt like he needed to go down to Thebaz and take Thebaz. So what were they doing against him? I don't know. Verse 51 but there was a strong tower within the city. Thither fled all the men and women, and they all of the city shut it to them and got them up to the top of the tower. Can you imagine? Here it is. Same old story. They've gone to the tower. They've retreated to the last little bit. It's going to be the same story all over again, but that's not what happens. And Abimelech came into the tower and fought against it and went hard unto the door of the tower and burn it with fire. He, he did the same tactic. He was going to burn it down just like he did with that one. And verse number 53, and God intervened and a certain woman cast a piece of a millstone upon Abimelech's head uh, and all to break his skull. Look, some little lady, probably some little bitty lady like, he's down there running his mouth, shouting about how he's going to kill us all. Come on, we got to find a way to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> and that from, if I understand, the millstone was used to grind wheat and grain and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was, a, it was a huge item and a, a huge stone. Uh, could weigh, you know, I, I believe I read like 100 pounds. Could weigh up to 100 pounds. But if you read this, the Bible says that she, came, she took a piece of the millstone. She didn't have the whole millstone in her hand. She just took a piece of it. I don't know how tall that tower was, but it was tall enough. When she pushed that stone over there, maybe she missed it a little bit, and God said, oh, let's move it over. Let's make her aim a little bit better. Smacked him right on the top of his head and crushed his skull. Man, you know... But then Abimelech, he didn't want to die that way. He was, he was afraid of dying uh, by the hand of a woman. Look in verse number 54. Then he called hastily unto the young man his armor bearer and said unto him, Draw thy sword and slay me, that men, may not, may, men say not of, of me. A woman slew me. <laughs> Kill me fast. Hurry. That woman killed me. No, I don't want nobody to say that about me. And his young man thrust him through, and he died. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that the millstone didn't kill him. Yeah. Well, you got a hard head. He must have had something on his head. He may have had a helmet on I don't know. It was enough to knock him down and about to die that he was afraid that some woman would get the credit of killing him. But his skull was broke. Yes, that's what it says. It says, break his skull. How did he know a woman had dropped it? I got you, Abimelech! I know. <laughs> Come on, I got you, buddy! I don't know. Maybe he looked up. He heard it coming. I don't know, you know. He looked up and saw the woman standing there watching it, you know. Well, at least she got honorable mention. That's right. Yes. That's right. And she pushed it over, 
and it smacked him in the head. No, I don't want to die that way. Kill me. Kill me. Mm. Mm. Not much honor in the way that he died. Nope. There was a woman do it too. That's pretty bad. <laughs> he fight, fought against a lot of men and won, but some woman takes him out. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you need to stop digging that hole, Alfred, okay? You better you better stop. I think a big threat. Any questions or any thoughts? God saw his end the way that God wanted to. Um, God brought him to an end too because there's a time, the Bible says sin, when it's finished, it bringeth forth death. You can only live and do sin for so long before it's going to cut you off. You know, Christians... Christians think that they can, uh, that salvation's a license to sin. It's a license to live freedom for Jesus. Eventually, your sin will catch up with you, and you'll have to pay for the penalty of your sin. You'll have to pay for your sin. Uh, when sin is finished, it brings death. It brings a physical death. Sin can bring a spiritual death. Sin can bring a death to relationships and you know, sin causes a divide. Bible says, "Without pride, uh, with pride cometh contention." Sin, if there is contention, more than likely someone's dealing with pride, and there's a reason why. I mean, and it's just the list goes on. But sin causes this. Sin caused his death. Sin caused Abimelech's death. He didn't have to die like that. He didn't have to die, uh, you know, uh, this he way. He did need to die, but he didn't have to die like that. He didn't have to die like that. Let's let, read the rest of that chapter. Uh, verse 55, And when the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed every man unto his own place. They stopped fighting. They didn't even continue the fight. They didn't even continue, continue what was taking place there at, at the city. What was it called? Uh, a Thebes. They were done. They, they walked away because Abimelech was dead. Verse 56, and then God, well, listen to this. Then God rendered the wickedness of Abimelech, which he did unto his father in slaying his servants, uh, slaying his 70 brethren. And all the evil of the men of Shechem did God render unto their heads. Upon them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jerubbabel. Jotham was the man that gave him the, the message. Now, man, that's strong. God rendered their wickedness. God took care of it. You reap what you sow. Absolutely. You, we can't avoid that. Right. We cannot avoid that. I can't avoid that. Everybody in here, we can't avoid to reap what we sow. All right, any questions or any comments? We'll be done. You know, I think one reason probably they fled is a bunch of women get <laughs> <laughs> Throwing stones. 
They just have pieces of it. But they were selling them for five dollars a piece. <laughs> and they sold out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other any other thoughts? But obedience. Obedience. It does. It does. It does. It brings defeat. It does. God had to take him out. Chapter 10 um, deals with the seventh and eighth judge, and uh, which really there's just two verses written about Tola, which is the seventh judge, and Jair, which is the eighth judge, and there's only three verses written about them as well. So uh, we'll probably move on into Jephthah being the ninth judge, kind of just cover a little bit on those two and then jump into Jephthah in chapter 11. Are we going to be through with them? Judges? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We'll just trudge through until we get done. I don't know how many how many we got to go through. 13, I think, right? Is that right? So, amen. All right, let's pray. Lord, I love you. I thank you for tonight. I thank you for everyone that is here. I pray uh, for those that are sick tonight. I pray